0: This is Chris from Atlanta, and I never listen to I Doubt it With Dallimore, because Mama told me never to trust the ginger. However, I do listen to Pondering
1: It With Paige and Popeye, because they're freaking great. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Thalamore. To the show, episode 660. I doubt it with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, joined today by the lovely, the talented, the not stressed at all, Brittany Page, everybody.
2: Well, before we get to that, <laughs> because we're gonna get to that. We are um, gonna get to that. I just want to give a shout out to the people who recognized our drop from last episode at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Which was Nikki in the Netherlands. And for people who have been longtime listeners, like from the beginning of the show, they will know who Nikki from the Netherlands is, but newcomers won't because unfortunately Nikki passed away. Uh, I think it was two years ago, maybe three years ago. Yeah,
1: about three. Yeah.
2: And she was a beautiful human that we just through luck, right, connected with. And she was such a beautiful light and we are so thankful that we have her voice recorded Yeah, and that we can play it to bring her memory back for people who remember her and think of her fondly like we do. Yeah. So thank you to those of you who, who noticed that and, and pointed it out because we, we don't want to forget Nikki and we don't want you guys to forget Nikki either.
1: It's also just, it brings to memory. It brings in, into my mind uh, and make reminds me that there's there's a community here <laughs> mm-hmm. that's been built up around the show, mm-hmm. and these are people who got to know one another. Yeah, and uh, it's it's um very touching. It yeah. means means a lot to mm-hmm. me that that's the case. So we miss you, Nikki,
2: for sure. We do. Um, so I'm I'm stressed out, like you said, and so am I. I, I mean,
1: I was making a joke. I am too.
2: Yeah, I was not really in the mood to do this. I'm still currently presently as I'm speaking not in the mood to do this. Yeah. But here I am. I keep going I keep going back and forth, right? I shared this post on Facebook yesterday highlighting all of the positive news stories that have been highlighted as a result of the coronavirus situation. You know, school districts making meals available to kids from 1 to 18. It doesn't matter if they're in the school district. I saw that in Long Beach. I saw that in Chicago. I've been seeing that all over the nation. Um, companies that are closing their doors for the next two weeks to protect the public and paying their employees. Yeah. Um, Mortgage payments being put on hold just all kinds of things that are happening that are positive, that that are showing that that there is kindness, that there is concern, that there is a shared humanity here that people still care about. It really is
1: bringing to light the helpers in the world. Yeah. And I I don't want to shit on the point that you're making that there's a lot of positive things, but it's also bringing to light the dregs like this company that's, suing these people who like 3D printed these these coronavirus test things or they're for a ventilator or something very important and they they're being sent a cease and desist letter by the company that owns the patent even though they can't prud- pr- produce enough you know what i mean so like i said i don't want to shit on your thing it's super true um it's really drawing attention to the good and unfortunately by virtue of the same this other side of the coin, some of the bad.
2: Well, that's what, that's what I was going to get to when I was saying I'm pulled between these two things where I keep trying to focus on these positive stories, the good things that I'm seeing, trying to maintain optimism, and then the tug of war starts happening to the other side where I just see so much pain yeah, and so much loss and so much fear and so much uncertainty that sometimes it's like literally hard to breathe. Yeah, overwhelming.
1: It's overwhelming.
2: I am trying, like I said, to be positive and uh, think about doing what I can to help where I am, but it just feels so overwhelming at times.
1: Everybody needs, at some point... To lean on somebody else. You know what I mean? It's something I've had to come to grips with over the course of the last few years, especially with Trump in the White House, that I can't be positive, upbeat, optimistic guy all the time. I go through periods where I need to fucking disconnect because it's just too much. And lately it's kind of been like that in the moments that we've left the house. I mean, you're leaving the house every day. Because you, you you have a job to go to, but the moments that we do the the the, the 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 times that we do leave the house, I am stressed the fuck out to the point where like we we were we were forced to go to Costco to pick up a a prescription, and I'm ready to fucking throw elbows like people stay everybody should be staying away from everybody else. If we're all forced to be here or if we're all choosing to be here, whatever it is, let's, let's abide by some of these safety rules and these guidelines that are in place and suggested to keep us all safe.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's not the case. People are being inconsiderate. I mean, is that, is that the, the, is that what they're being or are they just being ignorant? I, I don't know, but it's. Very stress, anxiety inducing. And I'm not an anxious person.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's obviously a number of factors. People are taking their information from Sean Hannity and Dr. Drew on Fox news. That could be part of it. I think some people just, I mean, listen, me and you are not educated enough to give advice in this area. Yeah, sure. Right? We're, just, we're just not. And no one should be afraid of admitting that, right? If you have not studied infectious disease, right? <laughs> if that is not your field of expertise, you should not be afraid of admitting that you're not the best person to come to for advice. That right? you're going
1: to rely upon the experts.
2: Right, and so that, that's what we try to do here, right? When we talk about what Who said. Remember, I talked about Who on the last episode of WHO. Right, who? Um, <laughs> and the CDC, right? That's, that's why we're talking about those things. And be careful, by the way, because in that clip that we played of Dr. Drew, right, when he said this thing has been contained on March 6th and- uh, Go about
1: your business. Yeah, let's go about Go about, about your business. lives.
2: Right. Um, he also says- listen to the World Health Organization, listen to the Centers for Disease Control. And then he goes on to say, this is just like the flu, right? So you can have someone who's saying, listen to experts, and then obscure what it actually is that experts are saying.
1: And they piss away any and all credibility by saying the exact opposite of the experts they're telling you to listen to.
2: Yeah, so it's it's been very exhausting because a lot of people also, they are disingenuous and there's just so many people that are making life more difficult at this very moment sure and that's unfortunate too you know have you seen these memes from trump supporters that have been making the rounds oh, can i guess on social media
1: the he's not your president those ones if you're going to be taking trump's money right right why would you take his money when it's not? He's not your president. Like it's his fucking money,
2: right? And, <laughs> I mean, goddamn. If you're gonna make something like that, then at least make it something that you can't, uh, get like logically dismantled over, right? Because, <laughs> right. I mean, so why don't you give it back? Because you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You don't need the assistance. Of the federal government.
1: There's another angle to it, too, which is you're, you're going to accept the money, huh, buddy? Well, aren't you then going to be taking part in turning America into Venezuela where we're eating rats because mm-hmm. it's socialism? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I hope that people will. Right. People who are thinking to themselves. Oh, my God. My hours have been cut. Right. Yeah. Or I've lost my job. I saw a poll in the in the LA times yesterday that 18% of Americans have either had their hours cut or have lost their job because yeah, of the coronavirus. Sure. So if you are in that boat, right. And you're thinking to yourself that thousand dollar payment that they're talking about sending to everybody or that $2,000 payment that Bernie Sanders wants to send to I think everybody. They're leaning,
1: I think where we are now is like 1200 is what they're talking about now. Yeah. If, yeah, if, yeah.
2: If you're thinking to yourself, that sounds really good right now. I could really use that because of the situation that I find myself in through no fault of my own. Absolutely. But historically, you're one of those people that has been against the quote unquote welfare state. I want you to think long and hard about where you are right now. Yeah. Right. Like I said, through no fault of your own, you find yourself with your hours cut, with a job gone, and you are risking financial turmoil possibly, right? Well With it, it, being that forty percent of Americans can't handle an unexpected four hundred dollar expense without turning to credit or asking right, for a loan, right? Right. So I want you to think about that. And the compassion that you want bestowed upon you right now because of the situation that you find yourself in, that's all anyone else wants. Right? Right. And when you when you look at the political divide, you have people who historically make arguments saying if you find yourself in that situation pick yourself up and keep going right it's up to you as an individual right to figure your own shit out right and then you have the other side who says you know what we all stumble and fall
1: life is hard
2: we all need some help sometimes sometimes we're born into disadvantage and that disadvantage just keeps multiplying and multiplying and multiplying and at some point we need an outside intervention that can come in and assist right yeah yeah well that that latter argument there starts looking pretty good once you've gone through some tough shit, right? Well,
1: as long as you don't revert to well, this is different because I really didn't have a choice
2: <laughs> right but, but but
1: if you're an asshole, you could say oh you, you're you work in a bar and now it's shut down well you you should have picked a, a, a more stable career right An asshole could say that.
2: And I'm sure that many people are saying that, right? That you should have had a savings. You should have always been prepared. Oh, you should live in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Why
1: didn't you inherit money from your parents? Why not?
2: (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) So it, it just gets frustrating because we're dealing with a lot of lack of compassion. And I think whenever that starts popping up, I start getting very irritable. And I just, I hope that this is a moment where people who have historically taken uh, positions that are lacking in compassion will slow it down a little bit, and maybe try to think about people other than themselves. Yeah, and find their compassion. That that's what I'm hoping for people.
1: We had a listener one time who said, "I hope they find their compassion, um, their empathy. Their, be- I hope they find their empathy before they 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 find their tragedy." Yeah, and we should all aspire. I think it's a fucking beautiful sentiment. And we should all aspire to that to, you know, it, it's, it's do unto fucking others, do unto others as you would want done to you. It's such, it's called the golden rule people. Cause it's fucking golden. It's such a perfect sentiment that we should all be trying to incorporate into our lives. And I don't think we're, we're preaching to the choir with our audience here in our little nice guy, echo chamber of goodness.
2: Well, and we want to report live from California, we've all just been ordered to stay at home.
1: Gavin Newsom.
2: You know, it's not being called a shelter-in-place order, it's being called a stay-at-home order. Because that makes you feel more comfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right?
2: You feel like, oh, in order to stay home, not in order to shelter-in-place. It's (laughs) it's very different. Like a
1: shooting. That's the term they use. Well,
2: and I heard Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, talking about how he was on the Daily, I think, three days ago, maybe 100 years ago. I don't know how long it's been. (laughs) And This week
1: seems like about a century.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He was saying that he will not be calling for a shelter in place. And I just kept thinking, I don't think you should be saying that, guy.
1: They're just going to call it something else.
2: Like the stay-at-home order, yeah, and then like be able cozy to coast town, right? Yeah,
1: oh, zipped up in a sleeping bag—that's what you need to do. And <laughs> then, well, I, we didn't do shelter-in-place; we did the sleeping bag thing. We're
2: doing the fireside chat <laughs> order.
1: Yeah, it's Netflix and chill, everybody. <laughs> so anyway, we really hope. Um, I would ask this of our audience. I said this in a video. That will be out today for you It's tomorrow, it's on Friday At the end of it, I said to reach your arms And wrap your arms around somebody Figuratively, obviously Because, you know, we're, we're in the stay-at-home Shelter-in-place Quarantine mode mm-hmm. But reach out to somebody That you haven't talked to in a while Make sure they're okay it Doesn't necessarily have to be a vulnerable individual Who's in a vulnerable situation Health-wise or otherwise Because we don't all know somebody who's like that But reach out to friends, reach out to family, maintain your community, even though you're at home. Listen, it's as good for you, I believe, as it'll be for them. So thank you. Good times. Let me lay this on myself.
2: No one would have known. You could have said that I played it.
1: Everybody knows you don't have any control over the sounds. That's That true. I'm the one who harasses you with them.
2: Okay, so let's get into a couple emails here.
1: Let, let's do this. Since we skipped Josephine's voting PSA last time. Oh, okay. Let's start with that because this really, listen. How many times have we talked about elections having consequences? The boat that we currently find ourselves in, and I don't mean just with the the coronavirus in general, but the the government response to it would have been wildly different if hillary clinton was president it would be wildly different if joe biden was our president if bernie sanders was our president if elizabeth warren was our president voting matters elections have consequences and and the 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 botched response to this is one of those consequences so listener josephine has a public service announcement about voting
3: This is Josephine from China with a public service announcement. We gotta vote, people. We gotta vote. Look, I get it. You work 50 to 60 hours a week and you come home to your kids. You're trying to get your kids' homework done, feed and bathe them, so that maybe you can have five minutes to yourself to take a shower. Or hell, even just to take a shit. I had helped raise myself and four siblings because my dad was a loser douchebag who could barely be bothered to cook a meal. So I saw my mom bust her ass. Shit, my partner and I are elementary teachers. There's no way on earth that I could teach kids whom I genuinely love and come home to my own. Kids are fucking exhausting, no matter how much you love them. However, do you want your kids to struggle the way you do? Do you want them to live on an earth that can't support them? Do you want them to make the same wages you do while the cost of living keeps rising? Do you want them to forego education or training because they're afraid of being saddled with debt and therefore can never afford children of their own or a house? Do you want them to die because they chose to wait until the last minute because they have no insurance? What if they fall on hard times? Wouldn't you like them to have the option of getting help that doesn't rely on the goodness of strangers? Because let me tell you, getting SNAP so you can buy what you need is better than relying on what people donate. There's nothing wrong with what people donate, but what happens when you want some milk to drink or some cheese or eggs? If this is how you feel, you have to vote in your local elections, the primary and the general. I know it's not the easiest thing to do, but no one ever said being a parent is either. Yeah, it's hard juggling kids to get in time to vote, but in order to create the world and the country that you want them to thrive in, you gotta make your voice heard. And so what if you don't get the result you want? Hell, we have President fucking Trump, the dumbest dickhead ever. He's even worse than George W. Bush, and I didn't think that was possible. Even if you don't get the outcome you want, your vote still generates statistics that politicians use for future campaigns. Your, vo- your, your voice is still being heard, and past generations haven't been able to say that. It's still not for nothing. Yeah, it's disappointing. But after this last presidential election, I've learned to temper my hopes a bit. So I know I'm asking for a lot, but please, please help me create a world that future generations can thrive in. If we can't do that, what use is there in having future generations? If you give no fucks for the welfare of your or my generation, please give a lot of fucks for your kid's generation. They didn't ask to be born. Also, quit buying face masks. Love the show. Britney's the best part. Bye. I'm not prepared. Well, that that's particularly
2: important there. I
1: hit the wrong one, Britney Page. Uh,
2: Love the show. Britney's the best part. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I didn't even notice that you played the wrong one. Very um, funny. <laughs> I. Uh, that is very relevant, what she said at the end there. Thank you for that, Josephine. The not buying face masks because the people who need the supplies.
1: Can I also give a disclaimer there before we go into the, 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 the face mask thing? Uh, that also applies if you don't have kids.
2: All of what she said. Yes. Yes. All of what she yeah. said. Absolutely. Um, but the people who need the supplies are running out of supplies. Yeah. And having to make homemade face masks. Yeah,
1: hospitals are like makeshift making. Face masks.
2: Yeah, like it's a Michael's in the hospital or something.
1: (laughs) Like a craft store.
2: Yeah, I guess maybe they don't have Michael's everywhere and that doesn't apply. I think
1: they do. I mean, in the United States anyway. Yeah. We do have listeners outside of uh, the glorious borders of the United States of America, Brittany Page.
2: So I was just thinking about my political trajectory because... Just because you experience hardship and just because you experience, let's say, early childhood experiences living in poverty does not guarantee that you're going to have a liberal orientation in your politics.
1: Yeah, not at all.
2: Because people can come out of that situation and say, hey, look at me. Look at how I pulled myself up. Here, I'm going to make a bunch of money off my story about how I did it myself. Going to sell you the idea that you can do it, too, and get everyone's hopes up. Yeah. And I just, I wish there was some way to remedy that, right? I think it's more people like Robert Frank coming out, right? The economist Robert Frank that we had on the show for a bonus episode one time talking about luck. I think more people need to come out and and talk about that, right? The influence of luck in their lives. And maybe that's part of the answer. If someone listening to this has another answer, I'd love to hear it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. You can also email your answer to Brittany's question to iDoubtIt at com. So we have another voicemail. Let's get the voicemails out of the way and then read a few of those emails. Uh, this is regarding, and I'm glad somebody called in about it because I want to talk about it. Um, Donald Trump's repeated use of the term Chinese virus rather than coronavirus. Or COVID-19.
4: Hey guys, it's Laura from Buffalo. Uh, So I'm just sitting here watching this second press conference today. um, And I'm just so angry at listening to him call this the Chinese virus. What fucking good does that do anybody What good does that do? Why? Why does he have to do that? Yes, it started in China, but it doesn't have anything to do with race or ethnicity. And does he not care or just doesn't realize what that is going to do to people on the street that listen to him? And it can cause people to be treating Chinese people badly for no reason. I just, oh my God, I'm so mad. I didn't know what to do, but to sound off, I'm just so angry. It's just, we don't need that problem right now. We don't need that. What kind of a leader does that? Just as I was starting to, I don't know, not have to focus all the time on how much I hate this man. And he has to go and do something like this. And he's doing it on purpose. He's doing that on purpose. It's like, why can't you just not be so fucking political right now? Why can't you just focus on the fucking job you have to do and do what's supposed to be done and do it correctly? Why do you always just have to get something in there? You just have to get a little bit of hate in there somewhere, a little bit of racism in there somewhere. Oh my God. I'm just so angry. It's just making me so mad. I can't even listen to anything else that they're saying because it's just so, it's so unfucking necessary. Nobody else says that but him. Oh, it's just disgusting. I hope you guys are safe. <sighs> Popeye's the best part. We
2: love you. Thanks so much for being here. Well, Laura, you have a beautiful heart, and I can hear it every time you talk, so thank you for sharing your thoughts, but I was reminded of...
1: Uh-oh, here it comes.
2: I don't know why I said but. As soon as I said it, I'm like, it's not even... It doesn't even make sense. Anyway, I'm going through a lot right now, so if you could, you could just fucking, give me a break. I,
1: I, listen, if I'm not if, if I'm not here to make fun of you, no one is here, so someone needs to make fun.
2: I, I also i feel guilt for... Because I feel like I'm in a bad mood, and I don't want to project that onto other people. It's just, I, I spend a, I spend a large part of my day, right, dealing with a lot of uh, heavy shit. crisis situations, yeah, or yeah. like bordering on crisis situations, like trying to. Ensure people are getting connected to resources and...
1: Or not slipping into crisis situations. That's a
2: better way to phrase it for right now. And it, it sometimes it just, you know, and then I come home and I read the news Listen, and I see we're people... Allowed,
1: we're allowed to have bad fucking moods and be in bad moods.
2: Yeah, it's just, I, I know. I know I'm allowed to do that. I just... And we're allowed to do it on the goddamn show. Yeah, I don't know why I'm explaining it. Anyway, Laura, what...
1: <laughs> you have a beautiful heart. Boss. yeah,
2: <laughs> you reminded me of <laughs> Megan Kelly's tweet um, because she tweeted, "I'm so sick of seeing the news on coronavirus and constantly getting bombarded with how it's all Trump's fault or what Trump is calling the damn virus. Can we focus on what needs to be done right now and play the blame slash political game later? Good Lord okay be- and i want to highlight the juxtaposition here because laura called what trump is doing political and it is yeah megan kelly here is saying talking
1: we- about his racism is political right yeah
2: and listen we can do both megan kelly what why that one that's not the fox news one
1: no it's new <laughs> well she's not fox news that's new megan kelly music because she's an evil fucking maniac
2: okay, evil
1: I think she's not a good person. Does that mean she's evil? I don't know that evil even really exists. I don't really identify with the word. Okay. But the name of this clip is Evil Pat Robertson Carmina Burana, mm-hmm. which is the name of that song. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. So I he's looking at the word evil. I said evil. Okay. Give
2: me that fucking damn break. Well, I just, we toned it down a little bit, but... um.
1: I think mean, she's a terrible fucking human being.
2: This is often what people try to do, Right they say, can't we focus on this? We can't focus on this. We can focus on both, right? Yeah. We can talk about how it is racist that Trump is calling it the Chinese virus. We all know what he's trying to do, right? The new thing that I'm seeing conservatives conservatives share is it's called the Hong Kong flu. It's called the asian flu it's called the spanish flu but now when he calls it the chinese virus it's racist yeah yeah, right like they just list all these things and it's come on well she asked two
1: questions there we we
2: know what he's trying to do he's trying
1: to distract from his terrible performance getting us to talk about the fact that he's being a racist because he's comfortable in that arena
2: Oh, so you think he wants us to be talking about that?
1: Absolutely, fucking he does. There were pictures taken of him at the podium. He has his notebook out with his talking points that were typed out for him. He took his stupid Donald Trump Sharpie that he alters weather maps with and crossed out Corona and wrote above it Chinese so- to remind himself to call it the Chinese virus.
2: So you also would agree that we shouldn't be talking about that?
1: Yes. Then? Well, we shouldn't. It's okay to talk about it, but I would, I would alert, uh, Laura to not get sucked into what Donald Trump wants us to do. Obviously we recognize it as racist and terrible and shitty, but we need to continue focusing on the bad, the, the, how he has fucking botched this job. So the two questions that Laura asked were what good does it do? Well, it doesn't do any good. Um, other than distract America from the thing that Donald Trump doesn't want us focused on. And then he's doing it on purpose. Of course, of course, he's doing it on purpose. Absolutely. So thank you, Laura, for the voicemail. We appreciate it very much. And hey, listen, I, I get the, the angsty vibe from just about everybody I communicate with, whether it be email, or, you know, text or messaging, and even voicemails from listeners. It's it's a tenuous time that we're in right now. It's a and
2: weird time.
1: It is It is time to lean on one another and fucking give your shoulder if someone needs it. Let somebody bend your ear. Let, let somebody vent to you. Like you, all of you collectively right now are kind of there for us to complain to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And thank you. Because I'm... I'm in the studio all day. I don't have somebody. And Brittany gets tired of me and my complaining and bullshit.
2: <laughs> That's not true.
1: No, I'm just saying it is nice to have somebody else to bounce shit off of. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to dump on you constantly. That's no good. That's no fair. That's no fun.
2: I mean, you're using an odd phrase, right? Yeah. Dump on me. <laughs> This is um, like blah,
1: here's all my anxiety, here's all my shit.
2: That's you know. I know what it means. There's many meanings when it comes to dump, and I wasn't assuming another type of dump. Um I also meant that.
1: Sometimes <laughs> I just feel like pooping on you.
2: <laughs> I don't even know what's happening at this point. I don't either. Okay. Let's get to an email. Thomas. This is from Thomas. Why is Bernie Sanders losing the Democratic nomination? I am disgusted with both parties and their manipulation of our political system. Should I even vote anymore? So I want to answer Thomas's question right off the bat here because it's very straightforward. Why is Bernie Sanders losing the Democratic nomination? The answer is Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren <laughs> failed to endorse Bernie Sanders.
1: You know how often I see this?
2: And what happened was she ruined his presidential campaign it's by not-, not by not doing that. She didn't win yeah. the nomination for him. Why didn't she do that? Why didn't the woman do the work for the man?
1: Yeah, I, I've been seeing that a lot.
2: If people can't tell that I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah. And I have seen this... How often have I seen this?
1: We've been talking about it for days.
2: People laying Bernie Sanders' loss at the feet of Elizabeth Warren.
1: And let's not sugarcoat it. Bernie lost. B- Bernie is no longer a contender for the nomination, uh, the Democratic nomination for President of the United States. He he will not be the nominee. It's just the way it is. Uh, it's a bummer. Uh, he was He's the guy I voted for. But you know, Bernie... Um, he didn't catch like he did in 2016. He wasn't winning states that he won very, very handily last time. Um, Idaho, Washington. He crushed in those states last, in, in 2016. And Joe Biden won both those states. So it can't be laid at the feet of Elizabeth Warren. It can't necessarily be all laid at the feet of the Democratic Party. Bernie is going to have to take a little responsibility, just like Hillary Clinton deserves responsibility to be laid at her feet for her loss to Donald Trump in 2016.
2: What do you Ultimately th-
1: it's on the candidate, is what I'm saying. Go and
2: ahead. and what do you think it is about the Bernie Sanders supporters and you voted for Bernie in the primary yeah. both times. Um so I guess I'm asking this to you. <laughs> What is it about the Bernie Sanders base that is doing anything to shield him from taking responsibility from what happened? Why are they trying to go to anything? Yeah, I, I other than his performance and his ability to not speak to voters?
1: It's a very complex issue, but let me give an example here of what I'm going to illustrate something. Elizabeth Warren just laid like eight, eight points of 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 uh, conditions conditions upon a stimulus package, forgiveness of student debt. Oh, there's eight, you know. She's a planner. She 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 fucking puts out comprehensive ideas.
2: Oh, I thought you were talking about the conditions that companies are are going to have to accept. Yeah, if for government on, bailout money. Yeah,
1: yeah. But she also there's there's something about student loans in there. But you're you're right. That more specifically, that's what it is. And. I didn't see and this is anecdotal but I didn't see any Bernie Sanders people retweeting her tweets or advocating for her ideas. And I thought about it a lot. And Brittany and I talked about it a lot. And what I've landed on and I'd like to know what you think about it. What I've landed on is that Bernie you're your most die-hard Bernie Sanders fans and you're your 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 A lot, I'm not going to say most because I have no idea what those metrics would look like, but a lot, a great deal of Bernie Sanders supporters aren't necessarily so hip on the ideas. They're not as supportive about the ideas as they are supportive of their leader. It's a cultish thing. The ideas are less important uh, getting accomplished than Bernie Sanders becoming president. And to me, that's fucking backwards. Even Elizabeth Warren said during the campaign, somebody asked her, listen, if, if you don't win, but all of your ideas become uh, realized, are you going to be okay with that? And she's like, yeah, fucking absolutely. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. I'm, I, the ideas are what are more important. Mm -hmm. The ideology is what's most important. Not me. It's not about me.
2: right? And ultimately, she wants those policies in place. It doesn't matter who puts them in place. Just get them in place. And
1: that's what I would say about uh, uh, Bernie's. I don't care whether Bernie becomes president. I care about those ideologies becoming real, Mm -hmm. being realized for the American people and bettering the lives of millions upon millions of people who need... Some equity in this world.
2: Absolutely. And I'm sure when I asked that question, right, when I posed that question about what is it about the Bernie Sanders supporters, what is it about the Bernie Sanders base, that many people heard that question and, like, got pissed off.
1: Of course they right?
2: did. Right. Uh, maybe even turned off the show, maybe deleted their pledge right now. Who knows what's happening. But listen.
1: Shit's going to happen. I,
2: I, I don't, I'm not trying to malign the movement, right, but there are many flaws in it. And one of the flaws is how Bernie Sanders' loss is now being laid at Elizabeth Warren's feet. And she's being blamed for it because she didn't endorse him. Right? They're blaming a woman for not winning Bernie's race for him. That's many, not, that's not many, her job. Many are. That's not her job. We posted, like you said, that that link about... Elizabeth Warren's eight conditions that companies should accept if they are to get government bailout money as a result of the coronavirus crisis. Are you going to read that
1: guy's comment on the Facebook page?
2: I will. But first, I want to read these eight conditions. Okay. yeah, please. Because it's going to it'll make the comment just that much more comical after you, you hear the conditions. Okay. so here are her conditions. Companies must maintain payrolls and use federal funds to keep people working. Businesses. Number two businesses must provide $15 an hour minimum wage quickly, but no later than a year from the end. Number three, companies would be permanently banned from engaging in stock buybacks. Number four, companies would be barred from paying out dividends or executive bonuses while they receive federal funds and the ban would be in place for three years. Yeah. Number what number are we on? Five, I think. Five. Businesses would have to provide at least one seat to workers on their board of directors. Yeah. Though it could be more depending on the size of the rescue package. Of okay. the bailout. Right. More than more than one seat, possibly. Number six, collective bargaining agreements must remain in place. Number seven, corporate boards must get shareholder approval for all political spending. And number eight, CEOs must certify their companies are complying with the rules and face criminal penalties for violating them.
1: All fantastic ideas that you would think would be wholehearted, wholeheartedly uh, uh, endorsed and onboarded by Bernie folks.
2: Right. Now, of course, this one comment that I'm going to read is not representative, but it does. It does illustrate a pattern yeah, it that gives I've witnessed. You,
1: it gives you an, a window in.
2: Who cares what she thinks? She is the traitor. I'm glad the spelling was edited here. She is the traitor of the people. If she didn't start her BS lies with Bernie and backed him, we would be seeing a different race.
1: Oh, right. Because it's her fault.
2: Many people are also failing to recognize that Elizabeth Warren has continued to work. Right. I've, I've seen people accuse her of going back on her values. Right? Yeah. Going back on everything that she has supposedly represented in her career. Well, when she dropped out of the presidential race, she continued to work. She sent a letter to private prisons asking them to explain how they're going to be protecting their population and their staff in the midst of the coronavirus. Yeah. She was joined by many other former presidential candidates in that because everyone ran for president. And um she continued to do the work that she's always done. She's killing it. So it's just frustrating to see this treatment.
1: Well, you know what frustrates me is that these so, so-called progressives, these so-called uh, forward-looking liberal Democrats are attacking the the last woman in the race, laying Bernie Sanders' faults, lay, laying Bernie Sanders' um, failure as a campaign on the last woman, the most viable woman in the race. They're putting it at her feet. It's. They don't look at the candidate. They don't look at Bernie and say, ah, maybe he should have done this or done this. No, it's it's Elizabeth Warren. They look at the woman, it's super progressive of, the, of
3: them.
2: It's very it's very odd, and I I hope that people will start to kind of as as it's not as hot, right? As this yeah. is, issue isn't as hot and painful, that people will kind of start to slow down and rethink all this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's let's okay. let's go on to the next email here. This one is from Chris in Seattle. I don't necessarily want to jump on the Bill Maher he won't leave bandwagon, but Trump's behavior is definitely trending toward more authoritarian. As the pandemic and the economy get worse, heading toward the election in November, I can definitely envision Trump declaring martial law and suspending the election if possible. Nope. Just a few minutes of research has yielded some scary precedents u- used by even scrupulous presidents. There, there, is,
1: there is no mechanism for him to do so. It's, much
2: it's, less one with malignant narcissism. What say you? Uh,
1: I just did. Th- th- all of that is true. All, listen, I believe all that to be true, uh, save the, the psychological um, uh, diagnosis. Uh, there, is no, there is no mechanism whatsoever for Donald Trump to suspend the election. There's just not um, research that research that specifically, and that should belay your concerns and your fears and your trepidation and whatever anxiety you have about the matter. Uh, it's not going to happen. It's, it's not constitutionally mandated and it's not even statutorily mandated, not going to happen. And I have enough faith because maybe I'm the eternal optimist guy that it would uh, even the mere suggestion of it would be, would be shot down. Uh anyway, thank you for the email. I don't mean to be a a, a cock about it, but that's what I believe. So also, times.
2: Bill Maher is against GMOs. Yeah, and Bill Maher is not a credible He's yeah. against vaccines and so I mean again, people aren't perfect. And I'm willing to be compassionate to people in their lack of perfection because I am also not perfect in many, many ways.
1: Speak for yourself, Brittany Page.
2: Many imperfections. But Bill Maher has a far larger platform than I do. and He has
1: a greater responsibility to be accurate.
2: He does. And I find it very unfortunate that he doesn't take it more seriously.
1: Yes. All right. Uh, We have one more email. Brittany got a gift last week, last episode. And, uh, we commented about how there was no note in there.
2: Hey, Brittany and Jesse, FYI, I'm the fucking weirdo that didn't include a note (laughs) with the earth, wind and fire coloring book. However, I actually did include a note, but I'm not sure why it wasn't included in the package. In any case, it went something like this. Brittany, I did not participate in the secret Santa gift exchange, but that's shitty. You never received a gift. I'm not sure if coloring is your thing, but thought maybe you could create some sweet posters for the studio. Have fun. Jonathan.
1: Jonathan, thank you. Well, I'll leave it to Brittany. It's her gift.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. I will tell you, when I pulled this out of the Amazon package, I thought to myself, how does this even exist? Yeah. <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire adult coloring book. I cannot believe that someone created such a thing. I love it, though, and I'm so thankful that you thought of me, Jonathan. That's very thoughtful, and I very much appreciate it. Thank you.
1: So we're going to move on. Uh, we want to hear from you. Agree or disagree. We want to hear it all. We want to hear dissent. We know we probably pissed some people off. I know I probably pissed some people off. But to you Bernie folks, let me say this. I supported Bernie. I voted. I, I did the, the, the greatest bit of support that one can do for a candidate. I fucking voted for the guy. I, I, I eschewed my support. And, and not sizable, but money donations to Elizabeth Warren Early. And, 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 and hitched my wagon, hitched my whatever to Bernie Sanders. So I am one of you. But I'd still love to know how you disagree. If you're still listening to the show and haven't abandoned us altogether. six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. 7609 Email those voice memos and emails to I it at dollamore.com. Mary. Mary.
2: And Frank. Frank. Thank you so much to Mary and Frank, our newest Patreon supporters. You know, we would not be here without you. We know it is a very difficult time for everybody. And we appreciate everyone so much who continues to support the show. Because without you, we wouldn't be able to keep going. So we very much appreciate it. We very much thank you for your support. We also had someone message us. Frank. And thank us for talking about the Amazon link, because he wasn't aware of it. The Amazon.com slash Dollamore.
1: Dollamore.com slash Amazon.
2: That's it. The
1: other one probably wouldn't get you anywhere.
2: Probably not.
1: (laughs) Unless they're selling a lot
2: of Dollamores. What episode are we on? I should have it memorized by now. 660. Yeah, I've said it at least 660 times, and it still isn't in, in the noggin. So... You're welcome, Frank. Just be aware that when you do shop through that link, you are helping Amazon fund the protocol for coronavirus where they provided one antibacterial wipe to each driver of the vehicle.
1: Are you fucking kidding me? To
2: sanitize their vehicle. One pack of wipes? No, no, no. One wipe. A single wipe per vehicle? single wipe. To be shared across drivers? No, to... In each driver van they gave each driver one one single wipe wipe to to cleanse their delivery van van (laughs) before making the deliveries one single sheet yes just be aware that that's the kind of behavior that you are supporting
1: (laughs) dollamore.com slash amazon let me tell you as I uh, need to clear my throat and, and do it right into the microphone 660 episodes, everybody. <laughs> is uh, when you do, if you do, if you're going to, you're going to be taking money out of his pockets and they have to give us a little bit of a commission. So Bezos makes a little bit less than he would. I and mean, We're not advocating you shop there. How many times do we say this? But if you're going to spend your money there anyway, use that link. dollamore.com slash Amazon. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Democracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So we were going to lead with uh, Senator Burr from North Carolina and Senator uh, Kelly Loeffler and their insider trading kerfuffle that could very well land them in prison. If you doubt that, go look at the case of Chris Collins from New York, the first member of, of the House of Representatives to endorse Donald Trump. He's in prison right now for this very thing, insider trading.
2: Well, so ProPublica.
1: Here's what I was going to say, though. We're going to save it for next time because I really want to dive deep. It's all just coming out now, and I want to dive deep into it. So we're going to skip it.
2: Oh. Is that okay? (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. I just, I have no idea what time it is. I have no idea how long we've been doing this. You guys, almost
1: 50 minutes. How
2: long has this quarantine been happening? I know. Here's what else I want to hear this from everybody. This week is the
1: longest fucking year I've ever, well, I've ever been in. It's your,
2: what a weird time, you guys. And I tell me, tell me what you think of this, because we obviously, we've gone to different stores and they've been completely sold out of stuff, right? We, we, we can't go out and get eggs right now. No eggs. There's nowhere we could go to buy paper towels right now. Uh, no
1: no alcohol, I don't mean like booze, because there's plenty of fucking booze, but no isopropyl alcohol to like have it on, none of that.
2: Yeah, it's all the cold and cough medicine is cleared yeah. out. I tried to buy tampons yesterday, and I had to get like, if the box could get botulism, it would have had botulism. It was like a dented can, <laughs> but a, a cardboard can. box. <laughs> it, it was completely botched, and I...
1: <laughs> oh Jesus, it's, that is what awesome. I'm saying
2: is it's Slim Pickens up in the grocery store. Yeah. And it was a
1: botched box. It's
2: it's a weird time because even when you're in the store and there's very few people Be careful with those tampons. They might have lot. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> it there's tension in the air. And I yeah, don't know if yeah. other people are feeling this when they go out, but there's, yeah, I just
1: talked about wanting to throw elbows. Yeah, there's fucking tension,
2: but not even because people are getting close. You can feel that there is like a collective anxiety yeah. in people as they're walking around because we're all freaked out. Yeah, I see people wearing gloves and masks into the grocery store. I've seen uh, gloves disposed of in parking lots. Like people have taken their gloves off after being in the store and just thrown them on the ground.
1: Dicks. But yeah. And usually it's like used condoms (laughs) just get scattered everywhere. I
2: would prefer the gloves. The ground littered
1: with used rubbers.
2: But I want to hear from people. Number one, if they are willing to share, if they're quarantined, if they're self quarantined or if they're an area where that's mandated how long they've been either self-quarantined or in a mandated quarantine. Yeah. How they're spending their time in the quarantine, what they're doing to pass the time. And I just generally kind of want to get how people are feeling, right? We have listeners all over the globe and we have many listeners all over the the United States. And I would be interested to hear from people all over about how they're experiencing this. Yeah, and I think too. it would be nice for the listeners to hear that too, right? So we hope that you're staying home as much as possible. Please. We hope that you are following the directions from experts as they come in. Remember, things change so quickly. And it's important to protect your mental health in times like this. If you start noticing that you're getting very anxious, you're starting to feel like you don't have a lot of control and you're starting to feel depressed, take a break from reading the news, right? Yeah. You can come back to it. You you're not gonna miss something so substantial that you're gonna be upset that you weren't constantly reading the news. Yeah, right? and,
1: and also listen, and this will this will be kind of a segue into what I want to talk about a little bit. If watching these daily briefings where Donald Trump waxes presidential, even though it's 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 just a failed attempt, then don't watch them. If it stresses you the fuck out, Laura in Buffalo, don't watch that motherfucker. Flip it off. Turn on some earth, wind, and fire and have a groovy, groovy time instead of watching the the, the briefings.
2: Yes, exactly. So Donald Trump
1: has taken the lead and he's now standing up and doing every fucking press conference, which is a tragedy because he is even more stupid than uh, Mike Pence. Oh, you almost had it. You've got to be quicker than that. And something he said yesterday stuck out to me. Stuck out at me?
2: Stuck out to me, I think, would be.
1: Yeah, it, 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 uh, it really resonated with me as a fucking terrible thing that no one else <laughs> talked about. No one else <laughs> mentioned, like, huh, what a fucking prick thing to say. <laughs> and he was asked, Listen brother, a lot of, a lot of NBA players are getting tested. A lot of rich people getting tested. Is there a, is there a discrepancy between the haves and the have nots? Are the rich being treated differently? And Donald Trump gave a shockingly honest answer that no one that I've heard Talking about it. So perhaps I can follow up. How are non-symptomatic professional athletes getting tests while others are waiting in line and can't get them? Do the well-connected go to the front of the line? Well,
0: that, you'd have to ask them that question. I mean, they—I've uh, read. No, I wouldn't say so, but. Perhaps that's been the story of life. That does happen on occasion, and I've noticed where some people have been tested uh, fairly quickly. Uh, look, we inherited we a very excuse, excuse me. We inherited a very obsolete system. And this then he
1: starts rambling was- on about how he inherited a very bad system from President Obama. But his answer still should his a- oh yeah I know he's fucking almost almost done with his first term. I mean, come and on, it's fucking Obama just. The whole thing is all messed up, everybody.
2: Yeah. How long do you use that excuse?
1: Yeah, listen, he's gonna be <laughs> on his deathbed and his last words are gonna be Obama! <laughs> get off my lawn, Obama! Oh my god. His answer to Should the wealthy have more access to testing, to health care, especially when they're 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 non-symptomatic. His answer Well, you know, it's the story of life. That's the story of life. Why the fuck isn't this getting talked about? Which leads me to this. Donald Trump's entire thing has changed. His entire giddy-up, if you will. His, His outlook, his perception, his talking points about the coronavirus have changed. Remember, it used to be a hoax. It was a Democrat hoax. A couple of videos have been put out this week. One about him specifically, but two, and we're going to get to it, Donald Trump or uh, Fox News. Uh, And I'm going to play them. Let's start with this one about Trump's particular evolution on COVID-19.
0: More than just about anybody. It's really working out. And a lot of good things are going to happen. And we are responding with great speed and professionalism. It's going to go away. Yeah. No, I don't take responsibility at all. It's going to all be great. We're going to be so good. This came up. It, it, we came up so suddenly. Yeah. This is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. All you had to do is look at other countries. The coronavirus, you know that, right? Coronavirus. <laughs> and this is their new hoax. We are 15 people in this massive country. And because of the fact that we went early, we went early. We could have had a lot more than that. We're doing great. Our country is doing so great.
1: 15 people, he said, remember that? Remember back when it was 15 and then soon it would be like two and we have it totally contained. It's totally under control. Well, that number as I speak right now is 14,250. Everyone knows how Donald Trump has been for the past three years and change. Four years, including campaign time. Everyone knows it. Journalists especially know it. Which is why I am pulling out my fucking hair, wondering how it was that Van Jones, Donald Trump, Became president of the United States tonight. (laughs) How the fuck was he able to inhabit the, the, the body, the essence, the voice? He possessed the spirit of Dana Bash from CNN. Listen to her when Donald Trump finally had a flash of decency. Listen to her gush about what a remarkable leader he was.
5: This was remarkable from the president of the United States. This is a nonpartisan. This is um, an important thing to note uh, and to applaud from an American standpoint, from from a human standpoint. He is... um, being the kind of leader that people need, at least in tone today and yesterday, right. in tone that people need and want and yearn for in times of crisis and uncertainty. So we are, we've been talking about a lot of the specifics that they brought up today, whether it's construction companies asking them to give masks to, uh, to, to, to hospitals, the fact that they are thinking about a thousand dollars, perhaps the Andrew Yang idea to people, but big picture. The fact that the president has been, you know, convinced to be different, whether it was Chris Christie's op-ed asking him to do it, whether it was Newt Gingrich sitting in Italy watching firsthand what's happening or the, his friends at Fox News who have changed their tone. You know, all, probably all of the above is what happened. But it is so important uh, to hear him strike that tone of calm and of understanding of how incredibly uh, dire this is and the fact that he even said on the notion of people going out uh, p- somebody asked about well what about you know people of all generations going out when they shouldn't and he said they, they shouldn't and uh they're actually performing self-policing that right. they're telling you know they're trying to it's peer pressure right. peer they're telling pressure. people not to do it right. i mean that's pretty incredible from a guy who a couple of days ago was trying to downplay this to keep the economy going
1: Right, down saying everything how in the mother Is she with a straight face saying that with such earnestness? Reporting on Donald Trump, you don't do it in a vacuum where every moment gets judged completely separate and apart from every other moment of his existence.
2: Right. We're not dogs. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's not like if you beat your dog and throw it into the to the to the trunk. Well, this just escalated. And then when you open the trunk, he's all fucking happy to see you. Oh, thanks. You let me out. <laughs> That's Dana Bash right now.
2: It's it's really... She wants to use the word remarkable. I'll, I'll use that word as well. It's truly remarkable what we just witnessed from Dana Bash. Because normally Dana Bash is fine in her commentary on CNN. Yeah, she's okay. And this is... I mean... What the fuck happened? Yeah. You're just sitting there wondering, have you been awake Have you been
1: bitten by a spider? Are you infected with the fucking virus? What is going on?
2: I mean, you know what? And you were talking about just his presidency. We know what he's been his whole life. Right. Right. So to act like, oh, he finally came out and did the right thing. Does he get a medal for that?
0: No, I don't take responsibility at all.
2: He gets a medal for coming out yeah. and, and finally, like, kind of adhering to what people have told him to say. How
1: low <laughs> is the bar for Donald Trump? Chinese virus Donald Trump. How fucking low is the bar, Dana Bash?
2: When he comes out and he reads effectively from a paper or from a teleprompter... He doesn't deserve praise. You
1: don't get credit.
2: Right? You know what? will deserve praise when he comes out and he says, you know what? I was wrong. I've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've elevated white supremacists. I've made racist comments. I'm here to learn. I want to do better. Yeah. And and then even then, I don't care, right? Hearing all that, I don't care because then I would need to see every single day. yeah those actions come alive
1: shut your fucking jib hole and show me silence your puckered butthole of a motherfucking mouth and show me how you're gonna be a leader it's not remarkable because you said something lead with earnestness lead with integrity
2: I mean, it 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 almost
1: be better. Dana it almost
2: sends you into conspiracy theory territory in terms of what is she thinking, and why is she saying this now at this moment? Yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: I, I don't know what the, I don't know why. I don't have like some grand conspiracy theory, but it is like, what the fuck?
2: Well, I can I could conjure one right now, but I don't want to. You think somebody
1: knocked her on the head and she forgot the last four years?
2: No, I'm, no I'm, I'm, again, I don't want to plant seeds. I wish I had a
1: conch noise.
2: But I also don't want to be one of those people who is generalizing Dana Bash and her statements to CNN as a whole.
1: Is her contract up and she wants to come on with uh, the old Fox News? Huh? Uh.
2: I'm still waiting for the news about Shepard Smith. Yeah. Replacing Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews is gone. Yeah. Where is Shepard Smith? Yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah. Hire him. Yeah. Please.
1: Yeah. How many yas is that?
2: Five? Four?
1: One, two. I'm reading. I'm looking at the waveform. Anyway, listen. So as Donald Trump's messaging shifted from hoax to, oh, yeah, fuck, this is serious. coincidentally. Coincidentally. <laughs> So did Fox News's. Listen to this other masterful video put together by the Washington Post of how Fox News has completely shifted its rhetoric related to the coronavirus.
3: This is yet another attempt to impeach the president. And sadly, it seems they care very little for any of the destruction they are leaving in their wake. We must test for the virus in order to stop the spread of it. What could be a very great recession, some predicting even depression
1: at worst worst case scenario it could be the flu i feel like the more i learn about this the less there is to worry about
3: i was about
6: to say the same thing we don't have immunity to this virus it's a new virus it's a pandemic strain of a virus we haven't seen before
3: all the talk about coronavirus being so much more deadly doesn't reflect reality without a vaccine the flu would be far more deadly. We are facing an incredibly contagious and dangerous virus that is moving across the world from one hot spot to another.
6: We're gonna call out anyone and everyone who's using this virus as a political weapon against the president. The standard flu every single year kills tens of thousands of Americans. We are now entering what will be the crucial, defining 15-day period as it, was, as it relates to this virus where we must slow the spread of coronavirus. It's
5: actually the safest time to fly. Everyone I know that's flying right now, (laughs) terminals are pretty much
3: dead. We have a responsibility to slow down this virus and to think of other people during this time. And so if you can keep your distance
5: and prevent someone from getting close to you that might be sick, you could save your family, you can save the elderly and help our country as a nation. It is absolutely disgusting that Democrats are seeking to use this complex virus to score cheap political points. This dangerous health crisis could dovetail quickly into a political crisis, already feeling economic ramifications of it all.
1: Un-fucking-believable. I mean, even for Fox News, this is like, holy shit. I mean, Hannity went from calling it a hoax to then just days ago saying, oh, I never called it a hoax.
6: In all seriousness, I think we've got to be very real with the American people. I don't like how we are scaring people unnecessarily. And that is that unless you have an uh, an immune system that's compromised and you are older and you have other underlying health issues, you are not going to die 99% from this virus, correct?
1: That's correct, John. And it's good to be with you again.
6: All right. So that's the point. I mean, with this scaring the living hell out of people and I, I see it again as like, oh, let's bludgeon Trump with this new hoax. Yeah. And I think we'll kind at- of laugh at it, but nothing to laugh at here. By the way, this program has always taken the coronavirus seriously. And we've never called the virus a hoax. We call what they're doing, trying to bludgeon the president out yeah. politicizing of this virus. Well, predictable, despicable,
1: repulsive, all of the above. You're fucking right, Sean despicable, reprehensible, all of the above, you fucking clown. This is not just typical Fox News fuckery. This is dangerous shit that is going to lead to people's deaths. That people watch, religiously watch Fox News and believe that everything else is fake news. And when they're hearing it from every host on the lineup, with the exception of Tucker Carlson, shockingly enough, and they're hearing it's a hoax, it's a hoax, it's a hoax, it's a hoax, and they don't curtail their movements. They don't curtail their behavior. They don't curtail their social interactions. It's going to lead to people's deaths. These fucking idiots have blood on their hands. This reminds me of a a few years ago when Ted Koppel sat down with Sean Hannity on CBS this morning and told Sean Hannity to his face that he thinks he's bad for America.
6: We have to give some credit to the American people that they're somewhat intelligent and that they know the difference between an opinion show and a news show. Yeah. You're cynical, look at that. Yeah, I'm cynical because, uh, you know. You think we're bad for America? You think I'm bad for
0: America? Yeah. You do in the in the long haul. I think you really? and all these opinions That's shows. That's sad, Ted. No, you know why? That's sad because you're very good at what you do, and because you have you have attracted a significantly more you are influential. The well, let, me short. The sen- let me finish the sentence. Let me finish the sentence. i you do that with all due respect. You, yes, you have floor. you have attracted people who are determined that ideology is more important than facts.
2: And (laughs) he has.
1: How right was Ted Koppel? Uh, Maybe more right than he even knows. Yeah. That they have attracted that audience. That ideology is more important than fact. This is pre-fake news. This is pre- Donald Trump. That clip might be four or five years old.
2: I think it's 2017.
1: Oh, it's only three years old, really? Based, huh.
2: based on my quick Google search.
1: Yeah, I thought it was uh, outside of the Trump era, but mm. I guess not. hmm So listen. We are in different times. With social distancing. And, and And all of this to say, I mean, we're poking fun at Fox News. We're indicting... Fox News, but, but all of this to say that you need to rely, we'll, we'll, we'll finish where we started, on experts, on coronavirus.gov, on CDC. Listen to Anthony Fauci. Don't listen to Donald Trump. Don't listen to Sean Hannity. Or Laura Ingram. Or the ding dongs over at the Fox News. We're gonna get through this, everybody. Together, we're gonna get through this. Cleave tighter to your your in-group, to your to your group, your support network, to the community, whether it be this community here with the show. Or your personal group of physical friends. Take care of them. They'll take care of you. We're all going to get through this. Well, most of us are going to get through this. The vast majority of us are going to get through this. I don't want to paint some rosy picture that no one's going to succumb, be, succumb to the virus.
2: Well, and to bring it full circle, I think it's okay to acknowledge that Sometimes you're going to have difficult moments. You're going to have dark moods and that's okay. Give yourself time to feel those things and give yourself time to do the things that you enjoy, that you feel passionate about, that... Get you back to a place of actually enjoying life yeah, and make sure you are communicating with people, right? Stay in touch with people. Don't just isolate because that's where a lot of those negative emotions start to grow and fester and reach out to us. I mean, we would love to hear from you what you're doing, how how you're doing. Um, we want to hear from you. 657-464-7609. I doubt it at dolamore
1: Yes, so we're going to leave you there, everybody. We 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 do want to hear from you. Utilize those numbers. Utilize those contacts. Um, we'll see you on the other side. Hopefully, I'm in a better mood. <laughs> um, we love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dolamore, and this has been I doubt. It.